18 myths about weight loss and fitness today on Body Performance. I'm Steve Carano. Welcome to Body Performance, the podcast designed to help you reach your weight loss, fitness, and bodybuilding goals. Just as a follow-up to my last podcast about ketosis, there is no magical chemical combination of foods that burns fat. Fat is used because energy is required by the body, whether it's normal daily activity, metabolic activities, or just exercising. So you cannot eat some type of magical combination of foods that's going to automatically speed up your metabolism. While we're on the topic, let's talk about 18 more myths about dieting, exercise, and weightlifting. Myth number one, specific reps get you specific results. That's not true. Reps are going to have to vary. There's going to be a combination of high, low, and medium reps to get you to where you want to be, and that's typically bigger and stronger. Remember, lean comes from dieting and cardio. Size and strength comes from lifting weights. Two, higher reps get you cut. That's bullshit. Higher reps do not get you cut. They limit your ability to gain size and strength because you're not increasing the weight. More weight gives you bigger muscles. More weight gives you greater strength. Three, eating protein after workouts is important because if you don't eat protein after a workout, it won't be effective or your workout will go to waste. That is complete bullshit. Muscle synthesis and muscle growth occurs 24 hours a day. If you are in shape and you're not trying to lose weight, the best thing you could have after an intense workout, and that means workouts that are hard, long, and that are occurring day after day after day, is something sugary like Gatorade to help replace the glycogen faster. We've all heard there's a two-hour window for glycogen replacement. This is why. Number four, gaining muscle is 90% diet. I want to kill people right then and there in the gym when they say that. If that were true, Every retired athlete would not be a fat slob. And I don't mean that personally, but look at every athlete you've ever seen. Michael Jordan ain't as thin as he was when he was running up and down the field. A lot of football players get heavy. A lot of bodybuilders get out of shape. A lot of wrestlers get fat. Gaining muscle ain't about dieting. It's about working out. You can have a shitty diet and gain muscle. You can eat fast food for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. But if you lift weights, you will build muscle because muscle is created because of adaptation. And it's the adaptation of additional stress placed on the muscle that causes it to grow and become bigger and stronger. And before you start to write me, I will tell you this. A fast food diet is not a healthy diet, but there are enough nutrients proteins, fats, and carbohydrates, even in shitty-ass fast food, to help you grow and get bigger and stronger. What you need to do is lift weights. Five, legs cause testosterone production. No, they don't. I said that in the last podcast. As a matter of fact, I was talking to a guy today. He says, when guys say that, I want to know what gland in the muscles of the legs is holding this testosterone. And I said, you're right, stupidity just can't get any dumber than that. Lifting heavy does help with testosterone production, and because legs are a big muscle, it helps better than doing shoulders or biceps. But trust me, doing legs is not going to make your upper body grow. 
If you believe that, stop training your upper body, just train legs, and see how you look in three months. Six, you have to do squats to make your upper body grow. Another myth, squatting and training your legs makes your legs grow. It will not make your upper body grow. If you're squatting and you're squatting big weight, yeah, it might help your back get a little thicker because you have to support the weight. But again, just train your legs. Don't train your upper body for three months and see how well your strength hangs on. It will disappear quickly. Number seven, everybody is going to shit the bed when they hear this. There is no such thing as functional training. You're confusing what we like to call occupational therapy, which is learning how to feed yourself, get dressed, and tie your shoes. There is no such thing as functional training. I just said it again. When you walk into the gym or when you get in shape, you are making your body perform better. You walk into the gym to improve your strength, and then you take that newly gained strength and you apply it to your activity or interests, whether it's throwing a punch, throwing a baseball, throwing a football, throwing the garbage, or throwing a tantrum or playing with your child. This new strength then improves your performance, meaning you get your strength in the gym and then you apply it to your area of expertise. You don't hit a golf ball with a heavier golf club. You don't throw a heavier football. You don't swim with weights tied around your ass. What you do is you increase your level of strength in the gym and then you apply it to your sport or your activity. Basically, you have improved your body's performance. Get the picture? Planks are a good ab exercise. That is not the case. Nothing can be further from the truth. Static flexing is not a good way to train a muscle. You need extension and contraction with weight, eccentric and concentric activity. This causes the necessary adaptations to make muscles grow bigger, stronger, and or firmer. Some type of crunch is still the best because you're flexing the abs consistently and repetitively lying there in a plank is a stupid exercise and it's extremely hard on the back it's extremely hard on the shoulders if you have bad shoulders and people wonder why they're not getting a strong quote-unquote core i think i'm on number nine people who have lost weight are good personal trainers they are not i have had surgery but that doesn't make me a doctor just because somebody was able to lose weight doesn't mean they know how it occurred It might work for them. It might not work for you. They know how they lost weight. They cannot help you lose weight in a different way other than telling you what they did. They also don't make good personal trainers. Just because they happen to get in shape doesn't mean they're going to be able to get you in shape based on your body type, your needs, and your limitations. Celery is a negative calorie food, meaning it burns more calories when you eat it than it contains. This is garbage too. If you think having celery pass through your system and come in one end and go out the other is going to burn a tremendous amount of calories, you are crazy. It might be a low calorie food that makes you full, but it does not burn tons of calories. And I'll get to that in a minute. 11. You burn 900 calories during your one hour walk on the treadmill. Nothing could be further from the truth. If cardio equipment manufacturers showed you actually how many calories you burned while walking one mile on the treadmill or for one hour on the treadmill, you wouldn't use it 
you wouldn't buy it, and they wouldn't sell it. You burn about 50 calories per 15 minutes, which is about 200 calories an hour. Sorry to tell you the truth. If you speed up the treadmill and you incline it, it's a little bit more. If you run that 15 minutes, it goes up to about 70. Let's get crazy. Let's make it 80. That's about 300 calories an hour. Nowhere near the 900 calories an hour you claim the machine said you burned. And let me prove it to you. Nobody believes this statistic, but I'll tell you again and think about this as it relates to that piece of celery you stuck in your mouth. An Olympic marathoner runs 26 miles in two hours. That means he is covering 13 miles in an hour. That means he is running 13 miles an hour. That means he's running five-minute miles for two hours. And an Olympic marathoner burns only 1,300 calories. Nobody believes this statistic. I didn't make it up. Some guy from MIT and Harvard discovered it. Okay? And that's the truth. And if everybody was burning so many calories, walking and jogging and running and prancing on the treadmills, they would be thin. So how many calories do you think you burn as that piece of celery travels down your intestinal tract and out your rear end? Not many. Number, I think, 12. If you're a man or a woman, bodybuilder or just regular person, and you're trying to lose weight, for God's sakes, stop drinking protein shakes. They are just added calories you have to burn off unless you're using them as a meal replacement. There is nothing magical about protein. It is a wonderful marketing gimmick. You can stuff tons of protein down people's throats and nothing bad's going to happen to them. They take powder, they drink it. They take protein bars, they eat it. And you know, the only thing that gets fat is the manufacturer's wallet and your gut. 13. Knee wraps weaken your knees. No, they don't. They protect the knees during the transition from going down and then going back up by offering stability to the joint and a bit of bounce or momentum as you begin to stand up or drive the weight up. It improves your strength because it allows you to handle heavier weight, making you bigger and stronger. 14. Wrist wraps weaken your grip. No, just the opposite. They allow you to handle heavier weight, not only causing you to become bigger and stronger immediately because you can hold on to heavier weight, but they also improve your grip because that heavier weight, now you're holding on to it so it doesn't slip out of your hands while you're lifting it. Crazy. Number 15, a belt weakens the back. No, it protects the back. Abs and certain back exercises strengthen and protect the lower back. Shout out to power lifters. They understand this. They wear their belts for bench, squat, and deadlift. Did you hear that? Bench press. Number 16. You are going to hate me when you hear this. So I'm just getting you ready. If you want to train heavy and you want to learn how to get big and strong and have a huge bench press, don't train with a woman. Unless... She is big, strong, huge, and has a great bench press. If somebody has never lifted heavy weight, whether it's a man or a woman, they're not going to be able to teach you how to handle heavy weight. If I've never stepped into a boxing ring, why would you take boxing lessons from me? If I've never been in a fight, why would you take fight lessons from me? Myths 17 and 18 are going to come from you. Send me your myths, send me your wonders, send me the bullshit you hear in the gym, and I will answer it here 
on my podcast, helping to clear up all this myth, mystery, and misinformation that is so prevalent in the weight loss, fitness, and bodybuilding industry. Stop wasting time listening to people, websites, and magazines that don't know their shit. Remember, there is no easy way, but there is a right way. I'm Steve Tarano, and this is Body Performance.